Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the lovely Potosaurus here. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Man of the Hour, Lou. Yo. And Timber Tath. Howdy. Howdy. How are we today? I'm tired. Better than yesterday, but I'm tired. Yeah. Shot two sucks, boys. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I didn't have a shot, but I did sleep for four hours anyway. Have you gotten your first one yet, Timber? I've gotten both, so I have had both. Okay. I got my uh, second one like a week ago. Were you Pfizer or Moderna? Oh God, Pfizer. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we're fine. We don't care. We don't. We don't like those Moderna boys. Yeah, we, 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 we don't deal with fu- House Moderna. I love that. The yeah, we're Pfizer like, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to People have to find some way to distinguish it because, like, hey, we're all vaccinated, but you got the wrong vaccine. Why? Right. No reason. Because. <laughs> I just like that. That I, I don't know anyone who got Johnson and Johnson, so it's just like, and that's. Uh, that there is House Greyjoy, <laughs> the three of you. <laughs> I think majority of the states were just what Pfizer, Moderna, yeah. and then Johnson Johnson got pulled. Yeah, yeah. I think I think AZ and um, what's the other one? There's AstraZeneca and one more. And I think that's like most of Europe. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, well, I think AstraZeneca was predominantly in Europe, and then there was one other one that was featured more in like the South, like in in India and. Some of those other parts. Yeah. The south of the south where we can we're considering <laughs> the, India the, the south part now. of the globe where, you know, the what do you US con- what do you consider the West? Um You know, the West over in Japan. Technically you're right. I mean I just kinda But no one would say that. Yeah. It's because yeah, they, of the, they call it they call it the Far East for a reason. <laughs> I don't know, my brain just works on the equator, so it's just like there's the north of the well, equator I, and the I'm south of the I'm looking at it from like if I was still in Romania. Which is in the north side. Speaking of Romania, yeah, I was say, I speaking of Romania, <laughs> casual segue. <laughs> Whoa! We won't spoil too much, but Ken and I have been playing through Village. I've been enjoying it. I think I'm near the end, ish? Question mark. Yeah, I've been. And Ken's not too far behind me. Uh, like it's first and foremost. So the fact that we are probably going to do a spoiler cast at some point in time really jumped lit a fire under my ass and playing this game because I was gonna give up after the intro part because of how many times I was dying. Oh, I would be harassing you until you finish this game. <laughs> are you play- what are you playing on? Uh, I'm playing Normal, on PS5. Easy. What difficulty? I am playing PS5. on <laughs> Yeah, PS5. I am <laughs> I am playing on standard. Okay. Yeah. One of the guys on my Twitch team, he was playing on standard, and he didn't realize that at the time, but he accidentally got switched over permanently to casual mode, and he's just been pissed, because he's like, I ain't redoing that until I... Like, he'll, he'll like to finish the game, but he's like, I ain't redoing all that now. Yeah. So. Like, there, there's this one thing that I'll be kind of, like, forewarning people. There... I don't know if you feel this way, Lou, but there is some various amount of difficulty spikes in this game yeah i'd say like i started so i started the game on hardcore yeah um because i played seven on normal and then after a while i only can play the game on heart on madhouse now two i don't like the higher difficulties because they don't change anything they're just like two i have a lot of problems with it's just a fucking movie that you play yeah three i played on hardcore in the beginning because they changed kind of like the names like 
they added another like a uh, difficulty like there's five in that one instead of three mm. so like everything kind of just like shifted so like hardcore is actually standard and stuff and then like casual was like very easy um so michael okay, i'll try on hardcore immediately like the game has like a huge difficulty spike and like you don't get enough stuff um maybe because i wasn't used to the mechanics to it yet mm. that definitely was part of it um but yeah i had to like redo it on um standard right after that yeah, it's got some spikes here and there, um, but also does some interesting things as well. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty happy with this game. Like, I'm very happy that it really picked off after mm. a certain part of the game because I was very worried that the game was going to be like this. And I didn't mind that because, you know me, I'm a very casual horror game player to the point that I've never finished these games usually. So the fact that it really picked up really was really happy for me in in terms of story and gameplay wise but yes fuck the second house fuck that place <laughs> fuck that hard mm-hmm. if anyone plays this game and listens to this podcast and knows my rational fear you'll fucking know why <laughs> so uh, i will say though like it keeps things interesting by like changing things up enough like you don't get too bored yeah um that's not something i was ever worried about about the game but since it did it still is continuing on the same style of game as seven two three which is really weird to say in that order um i was i worried that it's they're gonna have to change things up for nine they can't do this again like i don't think they can exactly do the whole stalker style horror game again without changing it yeah but uh, i'm i've been enjoying it quite a bit um yeah, I, th- I was thought I was gonna say something else about it, but my so since I got my second shot yesterday was such a fucking nightmare. Like I was exhausted the whole day. Mm. Um, I felt like I physically was not in my body, and was just controlling my body from elsewhere. Like my brain was elsewhere for a while. <laughs> it was really weird. I, mean, I think I told it's a very you, odd feeling. I think I told you my my day after the um the shot I was bedridden. Like it was got me sort of the point where I could not walk to the bathroom to get medicine to feel better. So. That was my afternoon yesterday. Like, I started out, um, like, I had a headache and was kind of, like, nauseous the day I got it. The morning I woke up, I was really tired on, like, I streamed anyone. I'm just like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm, like, pushing as hard as I can. Like, I, I was too tired to, like, get up and go play games. That's how tired I was getting. Same. Yeah, I so had after, the same after thing. After I was stream, like, how is this possible? <laughs> I um because like, I was, like, even laying on the couch, I have my Switch. I'm like, I don't want to touch you. Yeah, that, <laughs> but that I day. But I went from, like... That day got me into the new DuckTales. That is how completely, like, stuck I was. Um, which, uh, for the record, is a really good version of DuckTales that's well worth watching. However, uh, that was my sixth show. I uh, I got my shot at noon on Sunday, so, like, I took a nap around noon Monday, and when I woke up, the flu, like, feeling like I had the flu started, which was, like, almost exactly when people told me it would. And that's where I'm like, I'm sore. I ache. I just, like, text girlfriend, I'm like, you're in charge of dinner. I can't even get up to cut vegetables, so this is on you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what was that do- had to do with Village? I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I think just that you felt tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just like I, I'm I really sure Ethan talk- does uh, in Resident <laughs> Evil 8 Village. Oh, definitely. Nice, nice seek there. Yeah. I, uh, I want to talk more about it, but... We both need to finish it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know what what the hell is wrong with Capcom, 
because apparently they just really hate hands. The, the only <laughs> what I thought about that is one other than it's kind of funny that it keeps happening over and over. Like that's just the thing. Yeah. Um, With the other this thing is like how else? <laughs> it's like how else do you visual like visually show to your player in first person that you have been maimed and attacked and stuff and like the only thing you see of ethan are his arms and his hands yeah so like that's the only way to visually represent that you are like you've been mauled or something (laughs) yeah i think think they could get really creative with it but i don't know if i want them to like it's it's like that's enough to me yeah Yeah. i I also do like in the beginning wherever there are mirrors you can't see it because you don't want to see what ethan looks like they like they've shown Ethan's model before. Like you can see it in seven. It's just like they don't focus on it. Yeah, yeah. It's a blindingly generic man <laughs> who uh, looks kind of miffed all the time. Like if I didn't know his name was Ethan, I would probably say his name is Mike or yeah. some variant of Mike because that's like such a Chad generic guy or something name. Like that. No, he does kind of look like, like an Ethan I know, which makes it that much more generic to me. I'm like, oh, he's just. It's just Ethan. Yeah, so... I've, I've been enjoying Resident Evil 8. I never thought I would say that this year. And it's probably currently tied for either second or third for for my game of the year as of right now, as we are in May. And the first of that is, for me, is actually Returnal. And I've been actually really, A, looking forward to this game, because I never thought I'd say that for a roguelike type of game. And B, it's just, it has that really good mentality of that one more life, one more one more playthrough kind of thing that you would want in a game like this. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of this game. Like, like I said before, Timber, I think you would absolutely love this game. I just got to get past the exclusivity, man. Whenever I actually have the console to play it or they decide to Who stop made it? holding it hostage. Who made it? Housemark. Who's a... They are probably a... They, they worked with Sony before, but they've done a bunch of indie games. They did the... I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but it's the spaceship game that they did for Super Stardust. Super Stardust HD. They were the... Wait, that's them? Holy shit, that's such a weird pivot. Yeah. Well, they've always done kind of like action shooters. I think they did that zombie game, too. Hold on, let me just double check on that info. Yeah, they did, did you do say Super ha- Stardust. House uh, Stardust? Uh, Super Stardust. Super Stardust. Super Stardust. It was like Geometry Wars, but in like a 3D plane. Like you, um, you're going across an entire planet type of thing, instead of just like a 2D plane. Oh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, so they they did that game. They did Dead Nation, which is the zombie version of Super Stardust HD, and then they did uh, Rizzogun. That's probably what they're really known for. But yeah, yeah they've been around for a while though. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite happy with it. The story aspect of it is kind of gated between levels and you kind of got to de- beat the levels to get more of the story the only myth that i have about this game is the quote-unquote save aspect of the game and point that there there is none <laughs> right yeah i've heard a lot of people complain about it the fact that like you basically are, are stuck to your loop and if you don't if you don't finish your loop in that in that uh session then you're done which interestingly is also a thing in outer wilds where like you can't just save in the middle of a loop like if you if you quit you're just going to be starting from the start of the loop but it works a lot better when you don't have like actual vested effort and skill required to do a loop yeah in the same way it sucks because you could be 
in a loop for an hour or two. That's a problem. I don't know why they made the loops that long then. Because that's kind of part of the problem. It's because once you go... you, You could... Technically, if you're really good at the game and you're really good at shooters and you're just aware of everything, you can get from the first area, beat the boss, go halfway through the second area, and that's a good hour to two hours. And that's what I did on my first try. And I played that game at... 11 p.m. at my friend's house and he told me to get the hell out. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> dude, you gotta leave. <laughs> He's like, dude, I love you, man, but I have church tomorrow and you gotta get out of here. <laughs> so. Oh, man. That that was a whole bag of fun. And just to find out that, so you, the base mechanic is you can go to the other world or the other level if you want to but everything is resetted you you lose all your progress and i was really mad about that oh no all right yeah it looks really interesting i I can't wait to be able to actually play it um one way or another but i'm gonna be waiting for a bit here one more thing that i did want to say on uh resident evil 8 is uh (laughs) I just it has to be mentioned the uh Lady Dimitrescu um complete obsession that the internet had before the game came out now their mm-hmm. obsession with her after the game came out and even articles coming out talking about how disappointed they are that there isn't more Lady Dimitrescu in the game Oh no I I'm, I'm actually happy I I every single time that that Lou was talking about Lady D and saying, I wish how short it was. I was wishing that too. And I'm happy. I'm really happy about that. That she's not heavily featured. Because otherwise, how much worse things would be right now if she was like just always involved in the game. Um, I think people need to realize that. Because if you would have looked at the stuff from... I don't want to get too much. But like from 7, stuff like that. Like they, they From the things that are not remakes, the character that they like you know push a lot is usually only around for part of the game yeah what yeah. was it ava um that they've heavily featured during the promotion promotional works jack jack yeah i was gonna say is it isn't it welcome to the family son oh yeah yeah, yeah. i guess i guess the meme should have given it away <laughs> but yeah i i mean they when you play the game like i mean they even had trailers like it shows that there's more than just her in the game but you know whatever yeah so I'm, they probably really shouldn't have like gone so double down so hard on having her and like the stuff because it's like they're gonna think she's the whole thing. Yeah, and it's very interesting that Capcom did that. Well, I'm pretty sure they knew what they were doing, but it's very interesting that they did that because of just how much of a grab bag and of unknowities the other two were. Because you kind of mm. see in in aspects what what the other guy is, kind of, yeah. But not just. That. I'm just I'm just really surprised Capcom went as far as to sell like an actual pegging set with lube, yeah, like featuring oh uh, Lady Dimitrescu. I mean, I was really surprised they even went that far. It was a bit much, in my opinion. In Japan, they have a cutout size aspect for all Resident Evil Eight stuff, so it's it's very interesting that they really went hella hard on lady d it's just it's just I mean, it's nuts to really me. the it's only one like, they really could have marketed she tall that's that's the thing right like everything else about her is pretty pretty typical resident evil character to me i don't know 
Well, it's not only that. Is we we live we live in a generation where people just want to get stepped on. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, that's a majority of what I think it, uh, the the whole love for her is. Can, can I tell you guys something funny that I'm seeing right now on Twitch's front page? What's up? So this part's not the funny part, but it will lead into what the funny part is. Okay. So on like the the um, the, like the you know the what is that the what do you call that thing where it's like all the the different front page people that you can cycle through front page. The, the carousel for that. Oh, oh okay. So the main one right now, like, it's always just people playing music, which is funny because, like, music's, like, the most heavily debated thing with copyright stuff on Twitch, whatever. So, but it says, on the top left, it says, Twitch, support Asian and Pacific Islander creators mm-hmm. representing every day. Mm-hmm. The, p- <laughs> the people featured right now next to it are a white guy with a beard and a white woman singing into a microphone. All right. <laughs> So are they supporting? The, uh, are are <laughs> they supporting it or giving charity to it or are they secretly? <laughs> like is is this Aloha? Like is she? Oh, is she? <laughs> is that was so she... my my favorite half Asian actress. I do like when someone called her out the Golden Globe. She's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I love Emma Stone, but the, I'll never let that down. Every every single time. Like Mujihi talks about Emma Stone, I go, "Oh yeah, my ha- my favorite Hapa half Asian actress." Here, I'll I'll post. This is just funny to me because like absolutely no one on this carousel right now, yeah, is Asian. Okay, this is the band Best Coast. I'm gonna look them up just to make sure I'm not an idiot. And like the lead singer is like, "Oh, she's actually Native Hawaiian or something." <laughs> Can't you see? There's um, quarter let's... blood here. <laughs> be like me. Be like oh one sixty fourth percent. Well, her name is Bethany Constantino, so I'm going to go on and let me say she. Hola. Is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and Bob Bruno. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you now you can't judge a book by its cover. I mean, I guess one of their touring people is Jeff Bautista, which that I mean, I guess that could. Oh, I mean, I yeah. There, but I say Bautista, Bautista my... that would definitely be. Filipino. But like he, he's he's not on. Uh, at the very least, the two people on the stage are two white people. <laughs> Lou, it's their manager. It's the manager that's probably <laughs> like her face right there in that screenshot makes her like think about how she's like not actually Asian Pacific Islander and she's <laughs> like, like what what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> in their defense, they might not know this could just be something that's live streamed to Twitch coincidentally, but like. The, that's right. If you're going to have that on there, actually have people in those groups do that. If you're like support them and represent them, don't just put words. Actually I have know. them on there. I mean, what, even what? just the the extra slap to the face with the second line of representing every day. Yeah, where it's like you just know? not just not today. Just not today though. Just not at this moment. <laughs> later, later, and before later. Twitch is great. <laughs> This is why I don't have any, like, sponsorships and stuff, because I run my mouth too much, yeah. and I'm not, like, That's why likeable. we love you. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not... Li- I want... Where's where's my Ghost Gamer Fuel, like, my Ghost Gamer, like, sponsorship, right. or my Sneak Energy one, or, like, Vest Soda and Fitz's? Like, just give me, give me one. Give me, like, <laughs> something, please. The Yeti owes me. They definitely owe me, because they have been... Yeah, they're looking at my tweets... Or watching my stream because they've been picking t-shirts based on the games I have played or talked about. And let me tell you why it's so specific. 
because I was talking for at great lengths for like at least a month about Skies of Arcadia. They have had two Skies of Arcadia shirts in that amount of time. Every Final Fantasy game I have played has had shirts multiple times since then. Previous before that was mostly Nintendo shit. So they have been watching me or listening or reading my tweets. But they won't follow me back. Maybe we should get a, get a sponsorship for them on, on this podcast. Yeah, can I have my uh, a Potosaurus themed one? Yeah, if we could get a Potosaurus themed Yeti shirt, that'd be highly appreciated. It's just Timber. It's Timber Ah, where <laughs> that emote of him screaming. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want Timber Rap. I want the trap one <laughs> as, as a shirt. Yes, yes. But besides Resident Evil 8, what have you been playing, Lou? So I've. Been trying to play a lot more stuff off stream, um, but today I finished The Bouncer, or I played through oh two of the four characters. That is a video game. Sorry, you gotta, you gotta say it like how the narrator says it. The Bouncer. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that, that is a video game. First time through, super fun. Second time through, got a little more difficult. Apparently each time it ramps up. And what's cool is, when you finish and do New Game Plus, your characters retain their levels. What really sucks is the way um, leveling up and getting experience works is you have to get the final hit on a, on an enemy. The problem is, by the time you have gone through two characters, they will both go hard on all the enemies, and your last underleveled character can't do anything. Now, you could, I could have done this like and alternated every fight and had a new character, but I just did like all through one, all through another, just to get like their individual endings. So if I ever go through with Cole he is going to have the hardest time getting experience because also the difficulty will be new game plus plus <laughs> and uh everyone else will be stronger than him by a lot so what if i ever do that that's gonna be hard but it was a fun game uh, that was one of my subathon incentive games to go through so I, was, I got one out of the way i also got i bought a bunch of jrpgs actually because i hit for my birthday i got gift cards to amazon and just so people know it's not too late to give me birthday presents i'll i'm okay with late birthday presents i ordered trails of cold steel one two and three what else did i get tales of berseria and star ocean faithlessness and integrity so i got five jrpgs i originally wasn't going to get trails of cold steel one and two but i bought three and then i was like well you need to play actually skies like you know trails in the sky so i just got these two so people would shut up Mm. i started berseria that's an interesting one um, it is the edgiest fucking hot topic the JRPG <laughs> game I've ever played. <laughs> have either of you two played it? I haven't yet. It's been on my list for a while. Uh, I originally wanted to play through uh, the Zesteria, but I'm not sure. I'm actually don't don't bother. Don't bother. Okay. Don't bother with the series. Just uh, I think um, Berseria is still like 750 on on Steam Ooh. right now. Okay. Yeah. Let me double check. Um, Berseria. Oh, it just went up in price. No, Damn. God. It was literally on sale for like two weeks at seven fifty. Yeah, I even told you about it. I don't know why I didn't take advantage of myself. Maybe I can figure out how to like Steam share or something like that because I have it. Wait, did I buy it? Oh, no. <laughs> did I buy? But you played it. You just, no, you're just talking about how hot topic no, it was. No, I bought on PS, PS4, but I'm like, uh, did I buy it on PC beforehand? Because I, I won't play through JRPGs on, St- on Steam. I just won't. Like, me playing RE8 is a very rare time of me actually sitting at my PC to play games. Uh, but I like it. It's very hot topic, the RPG. Like, it starts out, like, you got, like, this edgy flash, like, flash, or, you know, um, like, prologue. And then you have this part where it's kind of stereotypical 
RPG, like you're in this small town and it, everything. It, it hooked me in really though because like everything in the town it looked like is autumn colors. I'm like, okay, you got me there. That's basic white guy coming out here. I want those autumn colors. And then like it just goes dark. And like when it like it's very dark for a tales game at that. It's very dark for a tales game. Like I'm talking about like straight up blood and stuff at times. I'm like I don't remember this so much in tales I mean, before. I, they really I would 100 percent understand it from. T- I mean I guess not the blood, but I mean Symphonia had a very hard twist to it that you wouldn't have expected. Um, yeah, this one like just goes like your main character. Um, I mean, if you look on the box of it, you see that she has this giant claw. She, like, has demon powers, and she's just... The game is angry, scorned woman, like, rage the game. And she's just, like, murdering people. She's just like, I'm gonna fucking eat you. Like, okay. (laughs) I really like how much the Tales series just digs into having like very morally great characters all the time that's like their thing <laughs> morally this great not, there's people. <laughs> like she it's like not even morally great at this point she's just like i am fucking evil incarnate right now so like i i'm a monster i'm gonna kill everyone am i okay all right it's like to this part like after the prologue with it's like first three hours of the game it doesn't really spoil much because like it's back of the box bullshit for the most part but i'm like in this dungeon like this prison island which is so aptly named i'm like okay and i'm walking around this like medieval looking dungeon and it's playing this like shitty metal butt music like butt metal music and like all the dialogue so like like stiff and i i I don't think it's i think it's intentionally just supposed to be this kind of edgy Cause she's just mean to everyone that talks to her. She gets this thing that makes her, like her outfit makes her look like a vampirist and stuff like that. It's it's so edgy, and I'm like, ow! I cut my finger on this edgy dialogue here, and I just loved it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find. It. I sent Tofu this uh, music. It's so. Uh, Are you talking about so the OP edgy. where they where it like has him on the freaking pirate ship and in the middle of a storm and stuff? Because I got that, I got that um, edge straight from just trailers and OP. I mean, it's definitely what they were going for. This is the song that was playing when I was walking around the dungeon. I mean, you guys, if people are listening and want to know, it's called The Evil Surging on Prison Island, <laughs> Tales of Berseria. Listen to this. This is just playing the whole time that I'm in this dungeon. And it's just the most generic, like, low-key, but also still perpetual, like, angry butt metal <laughs> oh my god it's so edgy boop, 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 boop. that's crazy it's like uh all right time to time to use this as my my alarm clock yeah i mean that that almost that almost has the same riff as um as dr jamming from dark cloud 2 but you know actually takes itself seriously so the main character's name also is velvet crow with an e at the end of crow (laughs) it's just like it's like it's like it's like my first vampire story almost like it's there's like well zestaria was super you know happy for the most part i guess so like how do we not do that and someone's just like fucking vampires i guess like okay Then you'll get the crossover where they throw Velvet Crow in Resident Evil Village. 
actually probably a better fit in something like Bloodborne, I'd say. Um, now that I think about it, but we know Bloodborne invented um, Victorian, dark Victorian. Yes, absolutely. Like, that's Eastern that's Europe where that all cities. came from. Kind of like how Persona Five invented jazz. Yeah, they invented every genre of music that they have in there. Yeah, but yeah. No, that one. That's probably like that's the only one I've touched. I played a little bit of Star Ocean Five before, but like I'm, I kind of bought it to own it and not necessarily play it. If I don't get to it, I won't be sad. And by the way, it was still the day one edition. That game came out like five years ago. <laughs> they only made day one editions. I was one month off from the DLC not being redeemable. Oh. <laughs> that's. <laughs> So I got those, the Trails in the, in, of Cold Steel one, like, I think they start out kind of like, they feel Persona-like, because it's in a school, but that quickly, like, just turns into child soldiers in a war. Yeah, do yeah. let me so. know about that one, because that has been on my, like, that series has been um, hyped to death for me for, mm-hmm. like, a decade, and I've just always been like, uh, I don't know, it looks, I don't know, it just doesn't look like my thing, but I don't know why, why is this so big, so... Yeah, let me know if Apparently, it's... if you've been playing since Trails in the Sky, and there are three of those, then there was like a duology of two that like I don't think haven't. I don't think they've been the translated or in the process of it. No, no, no. The, the ones before. There's like something in between Trails in the Sky and Trails of Cold Steel. Uh-huh. Apparently, like there's the first three that duology, and then Tales, then the first two Trails of Cold Steel. In three, everything starts kind of coming together. So like you can play it without having played the first five games, but those who played it, like they reference. Of the other areas because they're all taking place at the same time in different parts of the, like the world kind of or in different like countries in the same continent something like that so like if you've been playing them all like this continual stories like i think it's finally that fully ending in, in cold steel 4 so i kind of want to get on this before but i'm not playing all the trails in the sky games first i ain't got time for that i barely have time for as many i buy more rpgs than i can play like, I, I just finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2 the other day. That was good. That was fun. I got to the final boss, died once. By the way, in that game, when you die to the final boss, it kicks you to the main menu. Well. <laughs> Fuck you, Monolith Soft. It even warns you. I'm like, why do you warn me? Just, you know this sucks. Why are you doing this? So, I got killed twice. Set it to easy. Went, got through just the final boss. I'm done. Now I'm trying to do all the extra stuff and slowly doing that. I also got a copy of Final Fantasy Tic Tacs on PS1. Now I have all the Final Fantasy games on PS1, except awesome. for Chocobo. The yeah. RPG or racing? Any of them. I don't have any of the Chocobo ones. They don't. I don't count them, but they're like spinoffs, so like, mm. I don't, but I don't have money for those. Mm-hmm. Huh, I really like Chocobo Racing. Well, that's probably one of my favorite. Is but that like about... just Mario Kart, but with Chocobos? Yes. You breathe the Chocobos and stuff, though, I think. Or maybe you don't in the game. How about you, Ken? What have you been playing as, other than that? Or... I'm, yeah, no, uh, we can ask Timber because Timber's yeah, yeah, playing yeah, I was gonna other say, I pretty much said what I all had to say. What about you, Timber? So, um, there's a couple of pieces of news in terms of what I've been playing because it, there have been a few shifts. Um, the first is that I refunded Cyberpunk 2077. Um, but you said it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. So, my stance on what I had played was that it was not that bad. However, uh, you did get through to me about the paying full price for it thing and the thing that tipped me over was before i started my second session of playing the game there was like a a, another storm of like some kind of disreputable bad thing that that cd project red had done on the news again and i was just like i don't I i can't allow this money to support this i just can't keep turning a blind eye to the creator in this case so i viewed it as you know 
it, it's barely running on my computer as it is, so I'm not getting like a maximum enjoyment out of what's there, even if it was perfectly functional and it isn't. Um, so I'll just refund it. I'll get back to this a year from now or two years from now when I a have a computer that can run it properly. B hopefully the bugs have been fixed or modded out by modders. And three, I don't have to pay full price for it. That's kind of where I am with it. And they, the Steam immediately honored the the redemption because I was still at like two yeah. hours of playtime, so it was whatever. They're they're like pretty generous on it. Like even if it's a little bit over, I think they might look at it on a case by case basis as well. Yeah, I literally said in the thing, I was like, you know, not bad. I'll probably play this later, but my computer can't run it, so here you go. But uh, to replace it, I decided to instead uh, instead basically just pocket. 40 of those dollars and i used 20 of them to buy uh the first hitman 2016 game which i heard good things about um, a lot of people have basically been saying that it's the best stealth game um ever made when you actually gonna... play it as like a cohesive whole i thought you're gonna say it's the bloodborne of the series. i'm sorry the bloodborne of the series <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess, in a way. You know how every every game now is the Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah. This is the Bloodborne of the series. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. So basically, it started off with me just downloading the demo. And I f- ended up playing just the demo for like an entire day. So I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I should buy that. So uh, I ended up playing it. It's It's in this weird place for me where I get where people are coming from with it being the best stealth game because it does give you a lot of freeform variety in how you deal with all the levels. Like, ultimately, there's only, like, yeah. five levels in the game, right? But they're yeah. huge. They're just tremendous. What, one of the things that I absolutely love about Hitman is just, even though it's a short game in terms of level-wise the things that you can do within those levels to manipulate everything or everyone in that game is so brilliant and i really loved how how they did it i I think i enjoyed it i think i might be playing it wrong in a way because i view it as like okay I, i went through a level let me go back and and see the different ways that i can approach this and while that can be fun uh, especially yeah. if i didn't go for the like wackiest craziest way the first time around i did find i did find particularly if i try to actually play on the highest difficulty whatever that is master um mm. it playing like that really kind of reveals some of the cracks in the game where it's just like everybody seems to kind of operate off of a trigger um yeah so like in, in like the Paris level, there's so many people and there's so many things going on. And I found that even when I was trying to approach a specific situation um, with a resolution where it's like, yeah, I go to the uh, I just have to take over the, the body of the security well take over the, the costume of the security guard. Then I'll, I'll use that to get up to the second floor, take over one of the IT guys, which will then grant me the ability to you know, get the fireworks starter, which I can then climb out of the window and, and get to like a safe position with. So I've been able to do that most of the time, but sometimes the guard just doesn't fucking leave. Who's like sitting there talking to the IT guy. So I'll be sitting by the box being like, okay, now he's going to go on his patrol. He finishes conversation and then he doesn't. And there are several instances in the game where this happens where it's just like, 
there's just enough uh, RNG to it to be upsetting to where I'm just like, I'm trying to formulate the perfect plan. How am I going to do that if the game doesn't work consistently every time? Um, which is my only real problem that I have with the game. Uh, and I don't even know if this is a valid complaint. I don't play enough stealth games. So like I, I, I played... was, I was going to say, I think that gets fixed. I'm using quote unquote fix in the later games though, because you are playing the first game. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I was on super, super deep discount, which by the way, where I've heard several people say things like this is the way that like episodic games should be done where like it'll take the old games and put them in the new game. I get that. That's cool. I didn't know that was a thing as a blindly. I didn't know anything about Hitman guy. So I bought the first game for $20 on discount to discover that. Oh, I could have just gotten this as a DLC in three. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to pay for three eventually at some point. So you're saying yeah. if, if that gets vastly improved in the later game, then maybe I should just dive for that because that's, that's really like, I had a lot of fun other than the fact that it just seems like there's sort of a, a very randomness component to what the AI does sometimes. Yeah. The reactionary part. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's beneficial to you but sometimes it really throws some plans into into your way like for example there are points where you have to do a precise shot and because of one thing that you might have done beforehand that freaked out another guard oh yeah they might be in front of that shot before you pull the trigger even though runs beforehand that guard wasn't there and you were able to take the shot kind of thing yeah i literally had one thing where i was waiting um there was like this this butler character that was supposed to go up to the top floor to deliver um some some poison that i had put casually in a wine glass and because when i was trying to do the poisoning i had accidentally brushed this butler's shoulder they never went upstairs again they were too busy just i don't know like being stuck on a wall or something <laughs> oh, I'm just like, oh my god oh my god he touched me <laughs> he touched me i will never wash this shoulder again and then he never he never fucking does what he's supposed to ever again <laughs> uh i was so pissed because <laughs> it took forever to get that all orchestrated so yeah it's it's really interesting um i think i kind of decided to just play on normal difficulty going forward just because there's a lot more normal difficulty gives you a lot more fail safe so that if something like that does happen i can be like well at least there's rat poison on this random chair that i can use um but i wish there was i I almost (laughs) wish that there was like a random difficult like a, a middle difficulty between the two where it's like keep things that make sense to be in certain places where they belong but also don't just like put a crowbar in the kitchen like can we have like a middle ground here <laughs> but that was my experience with it it was a, it, it was good i still need to keep playing i've only played through paris and sapienza so far and sapienza was uh everything people say it was i i spent like probably an hour just walking through this very very faithful recreation of an italian street coast coastal town just because it was so um just so pretty and so accurate to to what that would kind of be like that um that was just kind of wowed by the design of it other than oh also (laughs) i've got to say this about sapienza i don't know why all the random npcs say bonjour in an italian town just a minor thing (laughs) they don't yeah they should say bonjourno but they don't i'll just be walking by an npc and he'll be like bonjour and i'm like 
this is Italy. I mean, I guess you could be French, but everyone everyone speaks English when they're not saying bonjour. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's like um, Assassin's Creed Unity, where all the French people spoke with English accents. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, I've also played a little bit of Spiritfarer. Um, I was surprised <laughs> that this game actually has co-op, considering that it's pitched as a city management game. game. So it's like a you play as a girl who replaces uh, Sharon as the River Styx ferryman, and uh, <laughs> that was a sentence that I just not, not understood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you basically have this big boat that you're supposed to like shepherd spirits on, um, and All right. the, and it's Kinda got like a Jungle very cruise. Yeah, and it's got like a very Ghibli aesthetic to it. All the characters right. who join your, your boat are like very interestingly designed. I think the first one that you meet is like a deer woman. Um, so like oh, there's okay. that's what you meant by Ghibli aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does it does also have kind of that that art style. Like there's there's sort of a pastelness to the colors. It's it's pretty brightly lit with lots of just. Um, little animation details the co-op character is a cat called daffodil and it's very very cute it can do all the same things you can which is a little bit weird when you're using a fishing rod to catch fish as a cat but um it's perfectly fine uh but yeah so far it's 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 a really weird game because like you're, you're basically just riding this boat along and every so often you're gonna build like a new housing element or a new component that's there to improve the life of the people on board the boat. And all of these people have like little meters that, that represent things like food and sleep and stuff. So it's, it's, I guess the most accurate way to describe it is it's the Sims, but you're managing like different spirits instead of Sims on a boat. It's just so out there that uh that i found it really compelling so far i also consider it probably the most zen bedtime game that i've played in a very long time like it's the perfect thing to just kind of pull up and start playing because you're feeling kind of sleepy because it doesn't require too much of your attention it doesn't really ever shock you with anything you know like ethan carter's hand getting chopped off and that's that's okay sometimes (laughs) Um, but yeah, the, the story seems pretty interesting so far. I just need to play more of it. I haven't gotten too deep. Uh, there was the second character I met was like a shark and his whole thing was that he was all about like trying to, to, to sell you on, on like new components for your boat. Like he's kind of like a used boat salesman, um, which makes sense. Cause he's sort of like, like a lone shark. Um, so I don't know. That sounds like the guy from monkey Island. Oh Yeah. I, I, I still need to play Monkey Island. No, you don't. No, it's not good. I some things are best left in the past. <laughs> oh, God, the first one's all right, but like you're only at Monkey Island for like I don't know, like a couple hours, and then like the second one's just kind of boring, and I never went any further. Everyone I talked to, like, yeah, I played the first one, then I got to the second one, I just didn't like it so much. I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. I've heard. It's really I, not yeah, just I've, me. I've on consistently that. heard that that the second one kind of doesn't 
have as much of the charm. Well, they got rid of the sword fighting, which, like, there's sword fighting in the first game, but you sword fight by learning insults. And it's, like, just insults and comebacks, and that's how you sword fight. <laughs> and then the second game just got got rid of that entirely, and it's more just, like, your typical LucasArts adventure game. Yeah, that that would that would kind of be a damper because it just takes away that like originality element that that was so compelling in the first you don't have any like new surprises mm. like that uh the only other thing i played was um besides that was a little bit more kingdom hearts which i have nothing to say about it it was monstro that was fine monstro was fine yeah um <laughs> what level are you uh 27 or so. so what you're sa- what you're saying is the next stream is going to be a level twenty eight run, right? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> well, why are you doing the level one run? No, yeah, no, don't. I like to copy of Glover. You should do a level one run. <laughs> no, I don't think that those are not equivalent exchanges at all. <laughs> They're not not equivalent exchanges. No. <laughs> Look, I've seen Full Metal Alchemist and Brotherhood <laughs> once over each, if not more. I'm pretty sure I know a little bit of equivalent exchange. <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> oh my god no listen i have a very high alchemy level in in runescape so uh i think i trump everything um that is the worst thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> oh god uh i i've also played a little bit of ori and the blind forest by a little bit i mean i'm two-thirds of the way through the game um <laughs> Yeah, just a little, huh? <laughs> well, well, like, Timber, like, I, I played a game a little bit, and that could either mean he installed it and booted it up to make sure it worked, or he's nearly done with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's no in-between. Because, like you said, you played a little bit of Cyberpunk, and that was, like, apparently the first... Two hours. Less than two hours. Yeah, that, that one was legitimately a little bit... Uh, the, I, I think, for me, it basically translates to a little bit of my time. But because Ori in the Blind Forest is a very short time, game, time is very, very. <laughs> it's a it's a very springy, yeah. Like if I invest four hours in Ori in the Blind Forest, it is not the same as four hours in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven when it comes to the <laughs> amount of game you've actually played. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I did make it to about halfway through the second dungeon, which was interesting. It was starting to hurt my brain because you have this like, um. Uh, you, you, if you played Ori, you're familiar with it, where you have to like hold this stone that allows you to climb up vertical surfaces, and when you do, it changes the center of gravity to be whatever surface you were walking on, or something. I'm not even sure I fully understand the physics of this mechanic, and it has definitely resulted in a lot of my deaths um, trying to navigate the level. It's cool it's a cool concept it's just a little bit frustrating when you don't know what the hell's happening but as far as making further progress it's it's like one of the few games that actually got voted off i think people were just kind of sick of ori or even just one, one complaint that i had even early on about it is it just felt really pulled out like it was just like oh i'm playing this really cute character in this really pretty world and for some reason the really cute character is like two centimeters tall and the world, as beautiful as it is, is, like, eight times larger than the space that I'm actually maneuvering in. So it all feels like I'm playing that one level of Super Smash Brothers, which is just Kirby, like, the Kirby level, where it's 
just zoomed all the way out and you, you can see everything from the top of the ground level all the way down to like the lava crust of the earth and i'm just like i don't need to see all this right now i just need to see what's immediately around my character please um but it's all right it's very it's a very pretty game the music's good the movement feels amazing i just some something about it maybe i played too many metroidvanias makes it feel very very much the same um i think it's just an oversaturated genre of game at this point because i played you know yeah. i played ori at this point i played a good chunk of of uh, hollow knight i played a good chunk of uh, i played th- all the way through um deadbolt which was another kind of just kidding that one's not metroidvania hold on brain what did i mean to say there uh bloodstained i played through bloodstained which was another metroidvania that came out but it's just like there's a billion of these games and a lot of them do the metroidvania feel right so when everybody did it correctly it's really got to do something beyond way beyond for me to to look at it and be like oh that was that was a compelling and interesting game because if all of them are just trying to be metroid or just be castlevania but modern that's been done to death at this point timber plays a lot more games than we do i think i just talk more about them because i mean well, well like, yeah. for, we, we can talk I've, about the game we've been playing i've only been playing like three games if that and i didn't even talk about the third game because it's so disinteresting <laughs> the problem like is i play in a game that just came out that everyone's either streaming like avoiding streams of or currently playing yeah um i finished xenoblade 2 and i think i'm the only one in here that has because none of y'all finished xenoblade 1 this is to everyone including all the people in my channel who um, got, <laughs> i got to buy it and then they never finished it so i can't talk to anyone about that goddamn game yeah. and then like I don't know. I had told you guys about Berseria. Like, it just, it, I feel I feel like we're boring some days because we're just like, <laughs> yeah, we played this, but we can't talk about it yet. And then like we're waiting. And then Fangirl's like, oh, I'm gonna get to this game in five years when I have free time. I'm like, okay. I mean, I mean, that's just the the thing for like for me. I I, I don't um, I don't discriminate about whether or not a game I played was good or not. Uh, I try to just I try to just give my thoughts on it, even though sometimes. It is a dead room. I think I actually read a um, uh, an interview about someone who was do- part of like a bigger podcast recently that basically said as much. It was a gaming podcast too, right? Mm. And they said as much that one of the worst feelings was to get into the like get on the podcast phase and be like, "Hey guys, I played Tropico Two today," and then the room is just you are. Dead are you silent. still mad about Tropico? I'm not mad about. Are Tropico. you still mad about? No, I'm not mad about Tropico. <laughs> Well, the problem is our tastes are so different. Like, I'm I'm basically making Ken play Village, which you should play it as well. I intend to. That one I do intend to play. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to yet. And like, and, like, I pretty much skew RPGs and shitty old games. You're just like, here's shitty indie games. And Ken's like, I have a PS5. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our dynamic. I've only played new games. Fuck you guys. <laughs> And then Fangirl chimes in when she's here. She's like, oh, I played this little-known game. Maybe you've heard of it, Pikmin 3. <laughs> like, none of us none of us play, like, remotely the same things, it seems like, sometimes. And that's, and that's okay. <laughs> Which I mean, is I, great. I really do like Which having is great. the variety. The, and, and there is also the believer. I feel like RPGs is kind of like the genre that pulls us all together. But we mm. all have a different level of, like, toe dip into it. Because, like, 
I, I really enjoy playing JRPGs and RPGs, but they are such a huge block of time investment that 90% of the time I'm like, or I could play this game I can finish in a day. Let's do that one. <laughs> I mean, I played Bouncer today, which is technically an RPG, but not really. And also, can I redeem a long toe dip voice? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> a long toe dip voice? What does that say? Oh, my God. Because it sounded like you said a long... A, you so, sounded like you said uh, long, like a toe dip. So I'm just... I oh, heard yeah, toad. like a toad voice like, redemption. A... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get, uh, you know... I, we haven't gotten our Captain K reference out of the way Captain K needs to do that. Well, when we bo- it's funny. I went I went to his channel the other day, and I was talking for, like... I was there, like, ten minutes talking, and then he noticed it was me. He was like, oh, hey, Cody. I'm like, I've been here for, like, ten <laughs> Like, it was me and Chi talking back and forth, and then he said hi later. I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> he even read the messages. Like, who'd you think I was? Too many of you guys are purple. <laughs> You know, that's usually oh, what wow. spurs, that's usually what spurs, like, the yellow name treatment, where I'll be like, alright, you're getting, you're getting piss yellow text for my, for my username, and for my text <laughs> that I actually said nope, to you Nope, you can't anymore, you can't anymore, because now it's only in italics, because they changed no. it, because people were doing fake donations and stuff, I'm like, you guys fix so many non-problems, then you fix actual problems. Oh, that makes me sad. Like, I'll I, miss that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why not colored and italics or change the way that donations show up in chat? There's a lot of ways to do that. But no, you fucked it up for no reason. Yeah, if we ever do bring Captain K on at this point, he's only going to speak in toad voice the whole the whole podcast. I am no, going to shoot I... someone if I have to edit that. <laughs> I am going to literally shoot someone. <laughs> I do want to point out for today, we have absolutely no questions because no one asked any, but Bari did come to me last week, <laughs> told me I owed him a sub, and I want to t- Timber Stream and gave him the sub. So, for this today, if you guys, if anyone comes into my chat and tells me, thank you Tetsuya Nomura, anytime after Monday, I will gift you a sub to my channel. But you have to say, thank you Tetsuya Nomura. It's, uh, it's pertinent that all four words are there. After Monday. Yes, because it because right now my current I've changed it to see who who reads my going live and now it's type thank you Nomura in chat and receive validation. Yeah, <laughs> only one person has done it. Well, Brogan, my buddy, she popped in. She said Nomura. I'm like, what about him? She's like, I want my validation. I'm like, you did no, not you, say the full you sentence. Say the whole thing. <laughs> you have to say thank you Nomura because we should thank him because he did not work on Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> I feel like we'll just keep doing the sub gift thing to 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 test and, and retention, mean, honestly, and just increasingly make it more complex to where it's like if you say, uh, "Here is a math problem, please solve it," and <laughs> tell me in words, not in numbers, but those words must be in French, and they must be spoken on the third day of the first week of next month. <laughs> like you can't say nine nine for ninety nine. You have to say Katravan Dies Neuf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dude, French is super weird with numbers. It is. Like, you get to 80, and then, like, instead of 80, it, like, you get to 80, 81, stuff like that, and then it becomes... Is it 80 for that? Yeah, because then you get to... It's a... Isn't it, like... Um, vaunt the, it's, like, 10... Basically, 10 times the... Va- the Yeah, I don't remember. All I know is... 
it becomes oh wait, I think it's like at eighty. It's Katra, which is four. Oh, Katra Vant, Vant, which yeah, is Katra Vant Neuf. Oh man. Dies is ten, Neuf is nine. So ninety nine is four times twenty plus ten plus nine. Katra Van Dies Neuf. Katra Van Dies Neuf. French, oh man. French is so weird. And then like Quebec's just like no, we have individual words for these numbers because that's stupid. They're like, thank you, Quebec. No one likes you still, though. Also, for the record, that was um, that was all the video games I played. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> I figured, like ever, ever. That's that's, that's uh, yeah. all the well, games for the past two played. weeks. It was just Hitman, Spiritfarer, Ori, and Kingdom Hearts. Tim, are, I mean, you, I've been like, are you looking forward to the game that's coming out on Friday? Is it Mass Effect? It's Friday. Yeah, I was going to say we talked about it for like a past month, so you better remember. I, I am, so, I am and I'm not. It really depends on what they do with it, on how, like, actually better it is than the original. Because, like I said last podcast, I was not impressed with the, 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 I guess the vapors of the original Mass Effect that I remembered at this point, right? Like, of just like, oh, I remember really enjoying that game. And while I think the story is probably still good, everything else about the first game is insufferable at this point. So, I don't know. I, I, I hope they make you, it better. Trying to see if anything else is coming up or any more news. Do you guys remember that game Skull and Bones Ubisoft announced that was supposed to be like Black Flag, but without the Assassin's Creed? Yeah. It is a delayed again to 2022. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> i can't oh, there's something i, I can't on. be upset about it like for me this is i'm just like finally the game industry slowed down enough for me to catch up because i am behind <laughs> by like thanks COVID. <laughs> it, it, oh, ubisoft is now calling all their games ubisoft originals as oh if my fucking god <laughs> they want to get any more they're going to have like iconic Ubisoft originals. That's going to be a category at some point. It's like, you guys are still using the Ubisoft store, right? <laughs> oh, now I remember. This is news out today. Y'all like Fatal Frame, don't you? Yeah. All one of you in the world and just <laughs> Fatal Framing in my chat. Yeah. Fatal Frame is coming back with the with um the first game remastered. Oh, come on. Uh, for pachinko slot machines. Yes! Thank you, Konami! <laughs> Mm. Everyone, everyone's mm, like Japan. fuck you, Konami. And every, yeah. Everyone's like fuck you, Konami, and they're like, it's Koei Tecmo and Nintendo make this game. Yeah. <laughs> Is Konami uh, making the Pachinko machine? <laughs> no, I think it's just Tecmo. <laughs> yeah, and this this is the by the way this is the first um any bit of Fatal Frame released since 2014. Yeah, I was gonna say since the Wii games, right? Yeah, the Wii U game was 2014. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like this. I've these last couple of weeks have been really tight on the wallet size here because of just how many releases there are, and it's it's been really good that they're getting these releases out now mm-hmm. because we had Nier, we have Resident Evil, we had Returnal, we had Pokemon Snap. Also, Pokemon Snap sixty bucks seems steep for that game. Yeah, I'm gonna wait honestly and honestly so once it was like 30 I, hours long or something i'm like how, what else would you what are you doing in that yeah. game it's see what are you doing I, i'm for any of those conspiracy theorists out there i i really want um someone to do those mods for the actual machine for the original machine for the for the switch one because i think that'll be a better use of my time than actually focusing on the, the switch one because you can't even print out the pictures it's it's fucking boring that you can't do that now well 
Well, you can screenshot them and send them to your Twitter account and where you spam it, and then you yeah. download those and print them out at Walgreens. All right, all right. And then I think... I, I don't know anything that is releasing after Ratchet. Oh, well... See, it's been kind of... Mario. It's Mario been kind of nice to be a... It's been kind of nice to be a person who doesn't own any current systems except for a Switch, so yeah. um, I don't feel obligated to buy any of these games that are, like, too expensive for what they're... Like, Returnal sounds cool, but 70 bucks for that sounds... Yeah, way to dunk yeah. on Ken like that, Kyo. <laughs> I mean... It feels really I, good I was making... to not be a PS5 owner right now. Boy. Well, I mean, current, that's... current gen, though. Right. Like... I mean, that's getting back at him for being like, well, I got a PS5, I also have three more, because, you know, my mom has a doily on one in the front room. Yeah. So she can watch her Blu-rays and, mm. and play Until Dawn once every five years. Yeah. <laughs> the tradition continues. I got continues. one my grandma, so she can watch Chinese Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, there's like... See, I didn't even... I forgot Nier and stuff came out, because I haven't bought anything new except for... RE8. Um, RE8, and I only bought that because I had a, a... I got it for $47 on PC, that's the only reason I have it. Mm. It's because it was I got it cheap enough, and I know some little shit's gonna come in my chat and ruin it. So I'm gonna finish it tonight as soon as we're done with this. Yeah, because I feel like I'm in the last few. Like I'm oh. at least I feel like I'm I have to be near the end oh. at this point. Oh, there's um, I mean I I don't know if people are like sick of farming games, but Rune Factory Five is coming out on the twentieth. Oh, I forgot about that. I should tell girlfriend about it. She like she really liked Rune Factory Four. Oh, so this is for me and you, Kill, and I, I guess for you once we get to September, September. But so they announced a sequel to Judgment, and oh, I had some. I had a picture I was supposed to send you about that. <laughs> so the sequel for Judgment is going to happen. I'm so happy that it's happening. So the director stately said that he Judgment is going to be the beat 'em up style of games. And Yakuza mm-hmm. from here on is going to be RPG style. So, when you said that to me the other day, and you're like, "I hope," but I'm like, "No, they like they legit said that already." I was so confused. I guess you hadn't seen it, but I'm like, "Yeah, they legit said that it was going to be like that." Yeah, I, I so didn't everyone, see, I didn't see anything about that. I literally woke up and I saw the news. I was like, "Okay, I hope that's going to happen." And then when I delved in, oh, it did happen. <laughs> it's nice that like everyone gets a little bit of something then with this. So I'm happy because I like the JRPG versions of Yakuza better. <laughs> And I feel like I can just jump into Judgment and that be my um, beat 'em up series. Yeah. Was there was there more than one? I know Yak like a Dragon was RPG style. Did any of the others do that yet, or is that the kind no, of no? But like going forward, mm-hmm. it's going to all be RPGs. Going to be- as long as Ichiban's a protagonist, it will be an RPG. And I'm really excited for the next game because they'll have time to refine the RPG stuff. So because like it, like a Dragon was good for what it is, mm-hmm. um, but you can tell they like did it all in a year. Mm-hmm. So what's good about this Judgment? game the sequel it is going to take place in yokohama as well so they're going to be re- reusing the assets so is the main character going to a school to be a student or a teacher a teacher <laughs> well, okay I... they thought he was because they said they said like he you know he's going to go undercover in a school and everyone's like is, is he just going to be like a 40 year old like teenager <laughs> like like hello fellow children hello fellow children i <laughs> I would assume he's a teacher, but if he's a student, oh my god, I don't think he can pull that off. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, if you guys have the first first run of this game in Japanese, fucking keep that, because that is a treasure in and of itself. What, yeah, um... Judgment. 
Judgment, if you have the first copy of Judge Eyes, keep it, because you have the version before they patched out that guy for having the drugs. Yep. Granted, you'll have to, like, not update that game, but, like, Ever. you have the version where he doesn't <laughs> Unplug have Unplug your network cable, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, that, that's it. Like, if you have the update, he's been removed. Yep. It It's really funny because that guy also did the dub for, for Frozen as Olaf, so they had to redraft Olaf's voice while in the middle of Kingdom Hearts 3. So, it's... Japan's really weird about stuff. Yeah. So that that's a little bit of news that I was excited for. So and it's going to get a worldwide release. So yeah, they look. They, it seems like they've noticed now. Like they have a ton of fans in the West, especially after Like a Dragon like blew up. Um, so it's kind of nice. Hopefully, we'll be getting them closer together in date. Yeah. Is it? So I doubt it, but maybe within like a few months instead of a uh, a year. Yeah. So it it. It's very interesting. So now, I think they only took one year off, but ever since then, they've been doing a Yakuza-related release. I always wonder how they do it, but then I realized, like, most of their stuff's reused assets in Mm -hmm. a good way. Mm Mm-hmm. So. And that's what makes it a Yakuza game in, in and of itself, because the setting of Japan or Shibuya or Shinjuku or Yokohama is another character and just seeing how it evolved is very interesting and i really like mm. that so it's one of the few times i'd like give like give a pass to it because it's like what how much more can they change up the an established real world yeah so so I'm, I'm excited yeah, for for last judgment it'll be very very interesting that'll probably be another game that might go up there for my game of the year for when it comes out because I really love that series so forgot there was a bit of news for a game coming out that um I wanted to point out I don't know how soon it's going to happen but Zombies Ate My Neighbors and its sequel are getting a re-release on everything here I think soon oh is it <clears throat> that's that's nice actually it's going to be on PC PS4 Switch and Xbox 1 um it's kind of end of June, so next month. Mm. Um, so if you've never played these, these are like... If you grew up when like in the 90s, you'd know these games. I only know it from someone who speed ran it. Mm. Um, but it's like... It's a really cool like um, homage to like... A bunch of different 80s properties, specifically like their horror things. But like horror movies in some sci-fi and stuff like that. Like from 80s, 90, 80s 70s, early 90s I think as well. Um, but like it's it's a cool game. Um, the sequel I think is not is like the lesser of the two, but it's still not bad. But like it's really cool to see this being re released. Oh man, there's go go ahead. There's still let's say there's really not a whole. Uh, we're still kind of like in pre E three, so there's not a whole lot of big announcements. I was, too. I was actually gonna say this is um, I underestimated May like this month in terms of like stuff that's going on first of all uh this is the horniest the nintendo switch has ever been um i don't know um, if you guys you, noticed you've never seen some of the japanese games that have been released i guess not there, but is, like, there is a mahjong game where you literally you're facing a gravy idol girl that undresses when you play mahjong against her 
<laughs> okay, one of my favorite things is um, those games, um, Hideki Kamiya, the guy that made Bayonetta, he'll play them and yeah. screenshot them and post them on Twitter. He's like, I think this is a bit excessive. <laughs> yeah. But he's still playing it. I'm like, you're still dirty. You <laughs> yeah. know you're still you, like a dirty man. Oh, I need, I, I, I'm going to need that game to, to just know how filthy a game it is. Uh, oh, man. Oh, it's terrible. Everybody's awful. I can't believe that they play this crap that I'm playing right now. Uh. <laughs> can't believe people play stuff like this. I'd for later. Uh, but yeah, May 18th, though, Leisure Suit Larry for the Nintendo Switch. Um, uh, subsequently, May 20th, Akiba's Trip. The sequel. Oh, God, that's actually coming back? Why? Yeah, Hellbound and Debriefed. I don't know why. Akiba's I can't strip. answer that. But yes, they made another one. Because they can. I just saw that. I was like, what? How? How is this here again? Uh, yeah, that, th- so that's a that's a busy, like, couple days there for, for people that were struggling. Um, the day after, it, you know, in case that was too much for you, you can get Miitopia, though, for the Nintendo Switch. People making a lot of cursed stuff with their um, character creators. I was going to say, I can't wait to see all the lovely cursed uh, me's that are going to be coming out of that game again. So yeah, that's going to be that's going to be wild. People, there's going to be Leisure Suit Larry, and then and then Metopia. It's just going to be a cursed middle of the month. <laughs> when is Rune Factory Five coming out? Oh, that's on. Um, that shares the release date with Akiba's Trip, so you know no one's going to buy it because they're going to be too busy with uh, Akiba's Trip. But uh, because I don't even see a release date on anything for it, it's not even on Amazon yet. Really? Yeah, they have it slated for twentieth, unless unless there was a delay I didn't know about. Let me see. Is that for the U.S. or Japanese release? It releases in in Japan on May twentieth. <sighs> no Western date. Yet. What? Wait a minute. Release date twenty twenty one. What the hell? No. <laughs> My sources. <laughs> What was your source? A random website you Googled? No. no. Oh, and don't forget, the end of the month is uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 remaster. Yeah, we can forget about that. The <laughs> Nocturne HD remaster. Hmm. What about The World Ends With You? But you're not Neo. into the Persona game that everybody says is better than Persona? You mean the Shin Megami Tensei game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not Persona. It's two different things at this point. At this point. At this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm making sure there's not anything in. I. Oh yeah. Is Bio that, is mutant. That, is that what you were talking about with World's End Club? Is that the the new World's Ends with you, basically? Yeah. No, no. World's End Club is um made by the Dong and Rampa people. Oh. Hmm. Oh, but it's not actually a um. It's Dong and Rampa, but it's not a uh, light light novel thing. Hmm. I, I know that's not the word I was looking for. Visual novel, that's the one. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but Yoko Taro posted the story ideas he had for Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, so just bit background in the game, there's two twins that like show up, and the first thing they say in Japanese is ada ada to you. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like around, and I, there's more story to them. I guess they can communicate with them. Mo- I don't know. I don't care. But there's these two twins. Yoko Taro's tweets are, The last boss arrives, but there's nothing you can do to harm it. Nothing you do will harm it. But you can sacrifice one of the twins and make a weapon out of her that will damage it. You, you, the player, has to choose which of the girls. After creating the weapon, there is no longer singing in the village BGM. 
During this super hard quest, the target monster is able to talk. They will tell you the true meaning behind the monsters and Kamura Village, and we will learn the reason why the hunter has a voice in this game. After clearing all the village quests, the village is left asunder. You can only play online multiplayer. The players, who have lost everything, can only go on killing monsters in this cold, barren world. Title of the game is shown. Like, okay, like, okay Yoko Taro. Honestly, I wouldn't mind playing a Monster Hunter game like that. That's, like, like, he just, like, sees anything happy. He's like, let me ruin this for you real quick. <laughs> yeah, if like, Yoko Taro like, last, directed Pokemon last, Snap. The last part is, like, the final, final event for the game is you're going to have to sacrifice the other twin to reset the world, but you'll lose all your save data. Oh, he did this with with Animal Crossing as well. <laughs> I, play, I played the 3DS Dobutsu no Mori, which is Animal Crossing, yeah. and you know the raccoon who makes you get a mortgage without agreeing to it? Yeah. It was like the layman stock, the bankruptcy of the layman brothers. Oh so I wanted to get revenge on him in the mobile version. I was kind of sad because there are fewer things you can do in the mobile app compared to the 3DS version. The fact mm. you have less freedom makes Ditch Forest even seem even darker. Mm. Let's take, for example, what the monsters eat. The rabbit seems to be of the normal herbivorous um, herbor- variety, can be seen in the game grilling and eating fish. Also in this game, pigs and cows enjoy barbecue, but you can't see what they're grilling. So what is going on in this ecosystem? When you run out of things to eat, do you resort to cannibalism? Is there so much difference in the intelligence of birds and, and fish? If you walk on two legs and talk, does that mean you won't be hunted? Is the value of your life determined by your intelligence? There are so many interesting themes hidden in this game. Also, I'm going to say something about the unreasonable shopping. You need to protect what those monsters want like an, <laughs> want like an esper. Human or person. <laughs> Human who possesses ESP and give those things to them for your next big award reward. What is this a metaphor for? Why do you have to collect things that are right next to the monsters to make them happy, like a slave? I guess this represents the division between people and class society. I haven't put any furniture or anything in my camp except for a kerosene tank. <laughs> I started this game to get revenge on the raccoon uh, Tanukichi, but now I have a different purpose. I will enjoy playing this game until I burned that dark forest down. <laughs> <laughs> is he okay i mean i think he might have gotten into this game a little late in the pandemic <laughs> and no longer can no longer feel the, the joy and comfort it has to offer <laughs> i think he's been long gone a long time ago <laughs> Oh goodness! Just having to take one of the girls and turn them into a weapon and it changes the the BGM of the forest. It's just so fucking dark. <laughs> I, I love it. Chill. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for news from me. <laughs> and there's no questions, right? <laughs> there are no questions, so we can actually wrap this up quite early, so you can go get your shot. Yeah. Go get sick. And. And on that tragic note of existentialism, (laughs) (laughs) is there anything that you guys want to pimp out before we leave? No, not nothing usual, uh, nothing unusual. I finally released my uh, Outer Wilds video, so if anybody wants to check it out, uh, it's called um, Outer Wilds and uh, Existentialism. (laughs) 
So, what's up, Yoko Taro? So, if you wanna uh, if you wanna see that, I, I do highly recommend you've actually beaten Outer Wilds before watching, just because it specifically <laughs> yeah, spoils I, everything. I never in. knew. <laughs> no, no, I watch your videos without knowing that I should actually beat these games that you're playing. So I have like no clue what's going on. <laughs> oh, I do have something to pimp out. I have made a TikTok account. Oh God! Oh. I will start posting stuff on there soon once I figure out what to do for that. But follow me at Kyoto Hunter on TikTok where I will start having Zoomer friendly content. I, I look forward to your lip dubs. Um, I'll probably get into the dancing things to be honest. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. And then. As of right now, by the time this airs, we will have released our second interview with the lovely, lovely Japanese duo, AMPM. So if you guys want to check out another interview that I did, it's this is my second interview, and I'm so happy that actually this went out without a hitch. I had to translate everything. I had to put all our questions in Japanese and then retranslate the answer. So that that was that was very fun to talk about existentialism, but that was hella fun. <laughs> If you guys can, go check it out at ongakuryu.com and just tell me how I did because if I don't know how I did, I don't know if my interviewing skills are actually good, which I can do better with the website and stuff like that. It helps me out in the end because I want to try to pursue it full time, but we'll see how that is. Actually, here's your, your, your bread trail for this. If you tell me which band Ken interviewed in my chat, I'll give you a tier two sub. Awesome. Except Bari, Bari can't. <laughs> Except Bari. Alright. But yeah, that that's pretty much it on my end. If you guys can go check that out at ongakidu.com, I'd be highly appreciative. Where can we find you on all the social media platforms? Let's start with you, Timber. If you want to see that YouTube video I just mentioned, you can watch it at youtube.com slash timbertaft. Um, you can also find me on Twitch Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, where I stream various games. Right now, the rotation is Kingdom Hearts and something else, because Ori got um, pulled. But So, Kingdom Hearts for sure, and then something random in the mix. Uh, you can also find me on twitter.com slash timbertaft, where I post my schedule and other random things, and... Uh, did I forget one? One of the things? Uh, I guess you can join my Discord, but there's not really a link for that, so <laughs> go figure it out. What about you, uh, Kyo? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Cody Hunter, that's on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Um, yeah, mostly on those. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at the Potosaurus for this podcast if you want to keep up with that. Mostly just post when um, the new episodes go out. I probably need to start doing that for other things as well but you should follow that so you can keep up to date with it. Um, but uh, I stream on Twitch Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, usually until about 2 p.m., and I play a bunch of like retro games, RPGs, shitty games, stuff like that, uh, which one of those recently I played a shitty retro RPG was Final Fantasy IX, but that one is done now. I'm done with it. We're going to play ten now instead. All right. That's going to be a better <laughs> game. That's a better game. <laughs> That's going to be so much better. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongakuryu, where I talk about the Japanese music industry and the top 10 hits for that week 
it is a weekly show so go check it out you can check it out on all podcast streaming services and on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out the site where I talk about the Japanese music industry at ongakudu.com. You can also follow me on Twitter personally at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko Harobo, and more Aina Aiba, because I'm just obsessive. Hmm. Hmm. I loved that uh, inflection on Roboko Harobo. Harobo! Uh... But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this lovely episode of the Potosaurus. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye-byes. Bye. Bye. This is most likely the shortest episode we've ever done.